Hello, my name is Luffy Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. In the last two decades, growth has accelerated significantly in most of sub-Saharan Africa. Researchers at the IMF have been exploring whether this high growth has also led to what economists describe as structural transformation on the continent. But what exactly is meant by structural transformation? Alan Thomas is with the IMF's African department. Structural transformation is certainly a concept that uh, economists are fairly familiar with, maybe less so the general public. And the basic idea is that traditionally economies have focused on agriculture as a, a major means of livelihood. But over time, as they develop, they generally move then into other areas of the economy, uh, which are more productive, where you can actually produce more then with your skill set. And so economies generally then, once they become fairly productive in agriculture, move out into other sectors, such as manufacturing uh, and services. Has this shift from low-value-added activities to higher-value-added activities taken place in sub-Saharan Africa? What were your findings? Yes, there has certainly been over the last 10 years a movement out of agriculture into other areas, uh, such as uh, manufacturing and services and construction. This finding is a little different from some earlier findings, which had felt that many people were sort of stuck in the agricultural sector. There hadn't been a lot of transformation. So new data does seem to reveal that there is a positive movement in this regard. So in which sector is this uh, transformation occurring? Well, that's right. Interestingly, for many of the sub-Saharan African countries, uh, the movement has been sort of more into services than manufacturing. Uh, and this sort of contrasts the experience of the uh, Asian economies, the Asian tigers, earlier in the last century where the movement was from agriculture into manufacturing. There are only a few countries that have actually done well in manufacturing in the last few years uh, in sub-Saharan Africa, and countries that we highlight in the report include uh, Tanzania and uh, Mozambique and Ghana, where you see uh, employment in manufacturing growing. But generally, though, the movement seems actually to have been uh, from agriculture more into services, and this actually is similar to what India had experienced uh, and has experienced over the last um, 15 or 20 years. Asian countries are usually hailed as the example of stru- uh, successful structural transformation. You know, the so-called Asian miracles about how they managed to put people in agriculture all the way to industry and then to services. Should sub-Saharan African countries follow a similar path or is there a strategy that is more tailored to their resources and their capacity? Uh, what we found in this report for Africa, in, in the sense that conditions are quite uh, different now to what they were 30 or 40 years ago um, in terms of manufacturing, many countries are extremely competitive, especially in Southeast Asia. And so it would be quite difficult then, in some sense, for the African economies to sort of jump in into that very competitive area. And so what has been happening uh, is that they've been moving into uh, the service sector. Many of these economies are quite large, uh, and some have actually improved a lot in terms of their education, for example, uh, Kenya and and Mauritius. So, you know, we've seen a different pattern, and, you know, I don't think that there is a unique path of structural transformation. I think countries can go along very many dimensions, and that's one of the things that we highlight. What kind of countries lead could they follow? Countries with more resources, for example, like Brazil? Certainly, countries that are more resource-oriented could certainly do well by looking at the experience of Brazil, where it's managed to manage its resources very well uh, and have many sort of backward and forward linkages between the resource sector and the rest of the economy. Also then, for the non-resource economies, uh, again, be, be given the difficulty of really developing manufacturing at the speed at which the Asian countries manage to do so, you know, we think that 
that pushing education, especially secondary education, is a, is a key way forward. The countries that have done well in this movement out of uh, agriculture into services, Mauritius and Kenya, for example, have considerably higher levels of secondary education than, than other countries. Now, this is not obviously to neglect manufacturing. Clearly, there are some countries such as Ethiopia and uh, Kenya as well where you know, the manufacturing base has been growing, but these are from very low levels. Before we talk about the impediment to this, can you just list a couple of countries that have done particular way in terms of changing? I think uh, Mauritius is a clear country that has sort of changed its structure quite a lot over the last 10, 15 years. Uh, the end of the 90s, uh, it was sort of very heavily involved in manufacturing and it was benefiting from generalist trade agreements. But then once they began to die down, it sort of transformed its economy into a service-oriented economy and it managed to do that through obviously close links with, with India in terms of financing and also the, the quality of its labor force. Kenya, again, is another good example where mobile telephones, telecom and banking are two areas which have developed very strongly over the last few years, again, requiring an educated labor force, but also conditions uh, where you know there's freely uh, movement of capital and uh, limited sort of government intervention in the sector, allowing then foreign firms to, to come in. Despite high growth in those countries you've mentioned, structural transformation has been slow on the continent. Why is that? What are the barriers to transformation in sub-Saharan Africa as a whole? Even though we do document an improvement uh, over time, clearly uh, Sub-Saharan Africa still lags uh, other countries considerably. And some of the, the barriers then that have explained uh, this slower process include the level of infrastructure. The level of infrastructure in many Sub-Saharan African countries is very low. Uh, historically, there's been little investment uh, in these areas and where investment has taken place it hasn't been very productive. So I think increasing infrastructure spending, especially for example on electricity, many businesses indicate that the the absence of electricity or the frequency of power cuts is a big hindrance to their um, development and their business. And so developing then infrastructure to provide consistent, reliable electricity is a clear push forward. Uh, education, of course, as we mentioned, the countries that have done well, especially on the secondary level, have, uh, have improved the strength of services in their economy, so pushing then education, not only at the primary level, but at the, at the next level. And then other barriers then, which, uh, which are fairly uh, prevalent in Sub-Saharan Africa, include then the cost of transporting goods, so and that possibly then why manufacturing has not uh, moved very fast. You know, the cost of transporting goods from one country to another across the, the continent is very high, partly because of the infrastructure deficit, but also many regulations that uh, continue to impede the, the fast movement of goods. So that's another area that, uh, that would need some, some improvement. And then finally, you know, governance, of course, is an issue that uh, has been problematic in this part of the world for a long period. And in terms of, you know, reliability of rules and, and being able to trust and accept rules and regulations is certainly an, an issue that would uh, be worth looking into. This was Alan Thomas with the IMF's African Department speaking on the topic of structural transformation in sub-Saharan Africa. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www.imf.org podcasts.